Hey there, I'm Simone Seoul, and I'm your Korean mom. I help you to drop your fear of marketing and bring joy back into business and overcome the paralysis, fear, and chaos that's been keeping you stuck. Let's do this. My friends, please listen carefully today. I'm about to tell you something that is so important, that is such a huge part of what determines whether your marketing works, that if this is all you worked on in the next three months, if this is all you honed in on, it's going to dramatically change your marketing for the better. A lot of the times when I feel like my marketing is going a little bit off the rails, I'm like, oh, that this is probably what it is. And then I hone in on it and then it gets right back on track. Okay. And it's a simple thing, but it might take a bit of work in your mind to set it correctly and fine tune it. But literally, if you really pay attention to this, it's seriously a game changer. Okay. So here's the thing. The thing that's going to make or break it is being very mindful and intentional about the invisible person that's so important in your marketing who is the silent receiver, the invisible reader, listener, whom your copy is addressing. In other words, who the fuck you're talking to? Think about it, right? Every time you show up to do a piece of marketing, you are intending it to be received by a human being. There's always two of you in the room, in your marketing, whatever you're writing copy, whenever you're recording, whatever it is, every time you're putting some kind of marketing out there, there's two people. I mean, obviously you probably reach more than one other person, but for the purposes of what we're talking about, think about the person that you are directly addressing. Every time you write something, every time you record something, there are two people in the room, you and the person that you're talking to. And because who you're talking to when your marketing is invisible, like they're not right in front of you physically most of the time, unless you're doing something in person, it's easy for this other person that you're talking to, to be someone kind of random, like something that you didn't really pick intentionally. And sometimes it can even be someone that you don't actually want to market to. And most of the time, the reason that this is tricky is that this is unconscious, For most people, this is totally unconscious, already happens where every single person who markets, including you, that means you, you have already decided unconsciously exactly who this person is, what their relationship to you is, what they think about you, how they feel about you. Your unconscious mind has decided all of the above by the time that you sit down to write something. Even by the time you're thinking of writing something, thinking about creating something or thinking about what to write or create. That invisible person is already in the picture and it's been decided unconsciously. So who is this invisible person that you're talking to? Have you really taken the time to stop and think about it? Have you really decided on purpose, strategically, who you want this to be? What I see in the vast majority of ineffective marketing that I see out there is that this person is random. It's been decided by some amalgamation of the default assumptions and, you know, anxiety, limiting beliefs, fears of your unconscious mind. And I might even go as far to say, a lot of times it's kind of influenced by your trauma responses, if you have any. Every time I read your copy on your feed, 
I get a sense of exactly who this person is that you're talking to and what assumptions, what patterns in your mind unconsciously created this invisible person. And by the way, so can your people. They can get a sense of it too. And they are responding to it every single day. Many of you are writing like the other person, the invisible person that you're writing to, that you're talking to, has no idea who you are. One cue that this is happening is that you over-explain everything like you need to fill them in on everything. Many of you are writing like the other person doesn't even really like you or trust you or what you're saying. One cue that this is happening is that you over-justify and there's a slight like apologetic or defensive tone to what you're saying. Unfortunately, I see this a lot and I get it. Like this is an easy thing to do. I've done it in the past in my earlier days where you think you have to like meet someone and like overcome a mountain of their doubt and suspicion before you can get them to like buy into who you are and what you do. So like you're trying to market, but what you're really doing is trying to convince and explain things to people who are kind of like, you're imagining that they're like standing like 10 feet from you, looking at you askance with their arms crossed, being like, like, wait, what is your deal? Like, what? That is what we are imagining a lot of the time we market. Some of you are even marketing to someone who is hostile, like actively hostile to who you are and what you're here to offer. I can sense every time that's happening because there's a real contracted energy in your copy. You're kind of like sort of shrinking and you're beating around the bush, dancing around the edges and censoring and editing your messages hard, censoring and editing you who you are hard to make sure that you don't accidentally get misunderstood by this other person or you don't accidentally piss off the other person, this invisible person, right? Who's looking at you like, what is this? You know this is happening to you if writing copy feels stressful, like unless you say it just right, something's bad is going to happen, someone's going to get mad at you, people are going to come after you, right? If you're doing this, you're talking to an invisible person who doesn't even like you. Why on earth would you want to market to this person? This person does not want to buy from you. And more importantly, you do not want them buying from you. There is nothing more stressful and pointless than working with somebody who doesn't like you that much. Hello? It brings down your whole vibe. It yucks up your business energetically. No, please. We don't want that. Many of you are writing like the other person's just like not that interested. You know that person handing out like bites of little samples at Costco? They don't know you. You're just one of many, many customers passing by and they're just being blandly polite. They're blandly smiling. They're saying over and over and over again to try to get your attention like, hey, you want to try this? Give it a try. It's really good. It's on sale. Give it a try. That relationship is impersonal. They don't know you. They have no reason to get to know you. They don't really give a shit, except maybe if there's something in it for them, like a little bite of chicken, then maybe they'll stop and look and take a piece of what you're offering. But even so, the relationship is transactional. It's a superficial. Look, you call in who you speak to. You call in who you speak to. So if you're consistently speaking to somebody who doesn't really know you or doesn't care, that's exactly who you're going to get more of in your world. If you're consistently speaking to somebody who doesn't get you 
and you have to explain yourself for five fucking hours to be understood correctly, then that's who you're going to get more of, people who don't get you, people who need you to explain yourself. If you're consistently speaking to somebody who doesn't even like you, doesn't trust you, then that's who you're going to get more of. So let's flip this around. All of this means that if you make it a consistent practice, intentional practice to talk to someone who knows who you are, and even if they just met you, they're like loving the first impression, they're excited to find out more because they feel a resonance that feels really amazing to them, right? Somebody who adores you, somebody who thinks you're cool, somebody who gets you and trusts you, and someone who's fascinated to find out more about you and what you're doing. And they love it. They get it. Like, guess what? That's, if you speak to that person again and again and again, that's who you're going to get more of. That's who you're going to attract. And guess what? That's who you want buying from you. This is a two-way street, okay? Sure, we're in business. We all want more sales, more money, more customers, but we're not so fucking desperate that we're just going to take money from anyone. We only want to take money from people who actually like us and trust us, and they get what we're doing, get what we're about, and are excited to learn more. Someone who has goodwill for us. Someone who's excited about who you are fundamentally and what you're here to do. The invisible person that you're talking to in your marketing sets the entire tone for your marketing. How much closeness, how much trust, how much affection you are assuming, I can feel it when I'm scrolling through your copy. And guess what? Your people can feel it too when they scroll through yours. They will either be drawn in or they'll be sort of pushed out based on whether they're resonating with the vibration that you're putting out. I cannot believe I just said vibrations, but well, you know what? I kind of think that's what it is. (laughs) If you're putting out a vibration, like I'm talking to somebody who doesn't really get me or like me, then someone who does get you and someone who does like you is going to be like, oh, they're not talking to me. This isn't a conversation for me because I like them. And so and they're talking to someone who doesn't like them. So I guess I'm not in this conversation. And then they check out of your world. So if you're like, oh my God, Simone, you called me out. This is what I've been doing. Like my invisible person sucks. I don't even want to market to them. Like, okay, that's you. Don't worry. I got you. Okay. Here's how you're going to turn this around. You got to give this a good bit of thought. You got to be intentional. You got to be careful about it. You have to choose one person that you want hearing your marketing. The person who wants to buy. Per somebody who can't get enough of you. Someone who's fascinated by all that you do. Someone, even if they're not ready to buy right now, they're like, give me all of your marketing because I cannot wait to hear more. I always just want to hear more. If it helps, think of your very favorite store or brand, the kind of store where it just makes you happy to just browse, even if you're not buying anything. Like you're always buying things in your mind, but you're happy to just hang out in that store because you love everything they sell so much. You love what they're about. I have tons of stores like that where I'm like, I just love that store, right? Or don't even think of a store or a business or a brand. Think of someone you love following, someone whose work you adore. It could be like Taylor Swift. I don't know. Every time Taylor Swift releases a song, every time she does anything, I'm all over it. And Taylor Swift could do no wrong. Okay. 
I just use that as an example because there's like so much hoopla right now in the news about her tour. Anyways, I'm not like personally a Taylor Swift fan. So, I mean, I like a few of her songs, but I'm not like a fan fan, right? So that was just a random example, but it's got to be somebody different who you are genuinely a fan of. Who are you a major, major fan of? Whose work do you lap up every chance you get? Who can you not get enough of? Who are you delighted to hear from or about every single day because you think they are just so great and they feed some part of you that's really important? Who's the person? What's the brand? What's the store? Well, guess what? Your next client feels that way about you. And that is the only person you need to talk to in your marketing ever. Now, you have to conjure this person, this specific person in your mind. The question is, who would be delightful for you to work with? Who do you want hiring you? The person that would be delightful for you to work with, what are they like? How do they feel about you? What's it like to be around them? How do they feel about your offers? What's it like writing to them? I really want you to spend some time here and do this exercise and answer these questions. Like if you want, like probably a good idea to pause this podcast right now and answer these questions. Like the person that would be delightful for you to work with, like how do they see you? How do they feel about you? How do you feel about them? What's it like when you're talking to them? Like literally stop and answer these questions when you get the chance. Because I really want you to get the feeling and I want you to marinate in that feeling. And I guarantee you, it's a very different tone, very different conversation, very different energy than trying to get a random passerby at Costco to try your samples of chicken bites, right? And I, as much as possible, I want you to think of a real person. It could be a client that you have or have had who has just been the most delightful client ever. You're like, if only I could get 10 more of these. If only I could get a hundred more of these. Well, guess what? That's the person. Tell me what their name is. Like that person is who you need to talk to every single time you write copy. Or if you haven't had paying clients yet, it could just be someone that you know who adores your face off and thinks that you are everything and wants to know what's on your mind and, and just admires you and just wants to know everything about what you're doing next. If you're like, I don't actually know anyone like that who just like loves me and adores me and supports me unconditionally and wants to be part of everything I do. I don't know if I know someone like that. I can't think of anyone. Well, let me tell you something. First of all, there's nothing wrong with that. And for the first many years of my business, when I thought about who I wanted to write to, I couldn't really think of someone like real, but it really actually every time who I really wanted to write to was my past self. It wasn't someone else. All of my marketing was like an intimate love letter to my past self. And you know, my past self obviously gets me. They love me. They want what I have today. They want what I have to offer today. And I had done so much work to overcome like so much shit in my life, right? And I was just brimming with love for the past virgin in me. And I knew her pain. I knew what she wanted. I knew what could help her. And I just felt like an older sister, right? I was like older sister who loves her little sister. Like I have so much to offer you that could make your life so much better. So I created things like marketing offers products for me, for past version of me. I wrote copy for the past version of me. 
every time it was a very specific person in that it was the past version of me. And in doing so, I got my very first clients who were obviously not past version of me, but they were in a similar place and they resonated with the kind of conversation I was creating, right? Nobody's an exact copy of who I used to be. However, when I am speaking to that very specific person, it creates like such a strong gravity center of resonance that calls in people who are in a very similar place. It doesn't ever have to be the exact same. It's not about the details. It's about the resonance. It's about the quality of the conversation. It's the quality about of the relationship. And for the next few years, and mind you, the whole time, like I, my email list had like less than a hundred people in it. In my marketing and my copy, I was talking to my best friend, Julie. Julie was, shall we say, an early adopter of my work. <laughs> when I created like an online product for the first time ever in my life, like, I don't know, it was like 2011 or something, was like a PDF and an audio, and it cost like $18. I don't know. Julie was one of the very first and one of the only people <laughs> who bought it, probably like less than a handful of people who bought it. And she always thought I was amazing. She always loved me. She always believed in me. She was always my cheerleader. And whatever I made, she was like, this is so cool. And if I'm being 100% honest with you guys, for a few years, I always imagined that I was writing all of my marketing copy to Julie or someone like Julie. And if I'm thinking about it now, I think I'm still writing to Julie, <laughs> even though, you know, my business now has like tens of thousands of people in the audience and Julie now works for me. <laughs> so that's the power of having someone specific who you are delighted to work with, who adores you, who is excited about what you're doing, who is invested in you, who's your unconditional supporter and cheerleader. If you can't think of a Julie in your life, then write to your past self and whoever you pick. And of course that can evolve, but whoever you pick, please only ever write your copy to that person or someone like them. Like I said, it can be a former client or a current client who is just fantastic for you to work with. But remember, my criteria are it has to be someone that is delightful for you to work with, it has to be someone who gets you and adores you. And it has to be someone who trusts you. That is the minimum. If you have several different people that come to mind as you say to say, oh, I could write to this person, I can do that. That's great. You don't have to pick one of them, but you do have to pick one of them per piece of copy. For each thing that you're writing, talk to one person. Next time you're writing another piece of copy, you can talk to somebody else. You can have them on rotation, but always one person at a time. Final review, okay? Here's a checklist. Number one, are you talking to somebody who gets you, adores you, trusts you? Number two, are you talking to somebody whom you would be delighted to work with? Number three, are you talking in a way that assumes the kind of trust and intimacy and mutual affection that is naturally a part of a relationship like that? And four, are you talking to somebody who's already obsessed with you and you're pulling them in closer by creating a kind of beautiful insider space between the two of you because that's what marketing's about. If you do all of that consistently, I promise you, you will not recognize how dramatically your marketing can change for the better. Mind the invisible other person. Once again, 
because you call in who you speak to. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you're looking for a one-stop shop where you can find the best of my teaching, all organized into a beautiful and actionable sequence, guess what? I got you. I took the best of my podcast episodes and created a whole damn workbook around them. It's called the Simone Starter Pack, and it's the ultimate marketing cheat sheet. I got countless emails from folks who downloaded it saying, this free resource is worth more than all these courses I paid thousands of dollars for. So what are you waiting for? Go grab the Simone Starter Pack. The link is in the show notes. I can't wait to see what amazing results you'll get from it.